Many Bears fans are still processing the extension that Cole Komet got with the Chicago Bears. We're going to talk about why that is actually a fair market deal for Cole Komet. We're also going to look at the building chemistry between DJ Moore and Justin Fields, some details to come out of training camp and practice so far, and more. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you can follow me, or follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for the day. First up, we're going to talk a little bit about Cole Komet's extension. Now, we did have an emergency episode on this extension yesterday right after it went down and happened. Make sure you guys go and check that out if you kind of want the initial reactions to that. But I want to get into the weeds of it a little bit more. And I've seen a lot of Bears fans ask and say, is, is this an overpay for Cole Komet considering some things? And we're going to talk about that. I'm going to break some things down in regards to Cole Komet's production, why the contract is actually a pretty damn good value for the Chicago Bears, and why the Bears are really investing in the future of Cole Komet when it comes, when it comes down to it. And when it, let's just start here. Cole Komet's age. He's 24 years old. Right When you look at the, the production that Cole Komet has at 24, there have only been a handful of tight ends that have had more than the 13, I mean, 1,399 yards that Cole Komet has had in his career so far. That's uh, Gronkowski, Jason Witten, Mike Dicka, Aaron Hernandez, Tony Gonzalez, Todd Heap, Johnny Mitchell, Charlie Young, Kellen Winslow, Mark uh, Bavaro, Eric Ebron, and Jeremy Shockey. That's it. When it comes down to it, those are the only tight ends that have had more production and more yards than 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 uh, Cole Komet at this age, and that is the biggest thing that the Bears are really paying for. They are paying for what Cole Komet not only is now, but what he is on pace to grow into. Now, yeah, I, I know that some people can say, "Well, why give him that money now?" The fact of the matter, he's a free agent now. It just is what it is. And so, when you look at Cole Komet, where he ranks amongst his peers, on top of that, right? Let's take a look at like some of the other players that produce. And, uh, with this peer. So when you look at uh, some of the people around Cole Komet, A, Dawson Knox. Cole Komet has more receptions and more yardage than, than Dawson Knox. Hunter Henry, he doesn't have more receptions or yardage than, than Hunter Henry, but Hunter Henry, 151 catches, 1,725 yards. That's compared to Cole Komet's 138, 13, uh, 1399 yards. Then you look at Evan Ingram, 182 receptions, 1,828 yards so far, and Zach Ertz, 157 receptions at, 50, at uh, 1,504 yards. When it comes down to it, right, he is fourth in catches, fourth in yards, fourth in yards per, per uh, reception. He's fifth in touchdowns and tied for second in AV, and he also has the fifth highest salary amongst that group. So he's right in the age range, right in the, and he's paid correctly towards that production area. Cole Komet also, when you look at it, and this is something that's not as tangible, has been on a damn bad team, right? The Bears did not pass very much or effectively last season, and the fact that Cole Komet was still towards the top of tight end uh, production because of that, yes, not the exact yardage per yardage overall, but when you look at that, that the relative value there and the fact that he was fourth in touchdowns, there's enough signs that the Bears are making an investment in what Cole Komet can be and how his growth is directly tied to the growth of Justin Fields and the offense overall. Cole Komet is an investment play. 
and a damn good investment play when you look at where he sits right now. Extremely young still at 24, still has tons of time ahead of him, and he could even sign a third contract with the Chicago Bears as long as he stays healthy and continues to produce. Cole Komet is an investment by the Bears, and I personally think a pretty damn good one. And then when you look at the, the cap space that the Bears had, $34 million in cap space, they had money to spend. And so why not invest in a player that could be such a huge part of your future and your, your success in the future than Cole Komet? So that's kind of my thoughts on that one. But let's go ahead and get into some of the training camp stuff. You guys may have seen it. I may even play the highlight here while we're talking about it. Uh, Justin Fields and DJ Moore building their chemistry. Matt Eberflus had this to say. Saw some real nice throws out there from Justin. Connected with, G with DJ. Connected with EQ. Play tight ends. Bobby, he connected with pretty much everyone. So real good out there in terms of rhythm and timing of that look good on the first day. Justin Fields and DJ Moore's chemistry is one of the the most important factors to build this offseason. And Justin Fields knows it. That's why you heard that Justin Fields was there to pick up DJ Moore and his family from the airport, immediately took him out to dinner. The chemistry between him and all the wide receivers, Chase Claypool, uh, uh, Darnell Mooney, it's extremely important for the growth that Justin Fields wants to see from himself as a quarterback, but also the success of, a, a, of the team trying to get more than the three wins they got last season. So seeing the growth, seeing, uh, you know, the, the the chemistry build between them, the whole goal DJ thing, that was hilarious and funny. Now, that touchdown was scored over Tariq Stevenson, I believe, but Tariq Stevenson also shining in training camp, having a uh, a pass breakup when he was on coverage one-on-one -on -one with Chase Claypool. So, you know, that that's what you also want to see. Tyreek Stevenson, who's coming in being our starting cornerback, it's important to see growth from him. Kyler Gordon also showing growth. He had he locked up uh, Webster doing a rep on one-on-ones as well, growing him. Uh, it was specifically said how he moved his feet and stayed in position and didn't give the cornerback much, I mean, the, the wide receiver much room. Again, smart, growth. That's what we want to see. Darnell Mooney also started off practice uh, doing individual drills, but eventually came in the seven-on-sevens. And uh, I'm going to read the exact thing. On his first rep, he ran a beautiful slat route that had Stevenson completely off balance. Fields looked Mooney's way and completed the pass to the wide-open receiver. Again, we already know Darnell Mooney's chemistry with Justin Fields and how that's going to continue to benefit both of them. But considering the questions around Darnell Mooney's health for, the, for most of the offseason, it's good to hear that he came right out and he's doing some things. Kari Blasting game also being used in the passing game on 7-on-7 seven seven, uh, so far as well. He got a few targets in that. TJ Edwards was guarding him, knocked the ball loose on one of those. So we're, we're, we're continuing to see the growth there as well, right? You want to see Kari Blasting game as the fullback utilized a, a little bit more next season. But one of the biggest ones that stood out in kind of these details that come out of it, Noah Sewell did get reps with the first team defense, and he, he blitzed up the middle. Um, and went past Khalil Herbert, who we already know we have one, some issues with Khalil Herbert and his pass blocking, but blew past Khalil Herbert and, uh, and, and changed the, um, the, the throw from Justin Fields. So, again, Noel Sewell making a, a, an impact as well in training camp early on. Looks like uh, Justin Fields also was connected with Chase Claypool for a touchdown. Uh, he beat Kyler Gordon on that on a post route for a touchdown. So Chase Claypool creating separation getting his confidence back under him. We're going to talk about him a little bit here in a second as well. So we're hearing positive things that we need to hear. Terrell Lewis also beating the rookie Darnell Wright in reps in a drill. Perfect on that, right? We are seeing what we need to see. Javon Dexter breaking up a pass attempt 
batted down perfectly, timing a pass in training camp as well. The Bears are doing what need. They're taking care of the business that needs to be taken care of, at least right now. We're going to continue to see if that happens and, and continues. We hope that it will because we want to see that. We want to see that growth from this team and coming into training camp with the right mindset. This is why having everyone, um, everyone healthy early on was hugely important for what this team is going to do. This is why I've been really harping on wanting to see everybody healthy so much by the start of the season, by the start of training camp. So we can go through preseason. You want everybody healthy so we can really take a look at it. Now, I said we we're gonna have we were gonna talk about Chase Claypool some. And Chase Claypool has a message for people that are doubting him heading into this next year. And he says this this is the biggest year of my life. And I understand that. If anyone thinks my work ethic isn't matching that, they're deeply mistaken. I we've we talked so much about the fact that Chase Claypool has his doubters. Some of it justified, some of it not. And the 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 continued campaign to question his work ethic, his mentality, and things like that over the course of this offseason, to me. Felt like it was it was getting to the level of it being narrative, right? It was narrative driven. It, it became the easy thing to kind of point at and poke at with the Chicago Bears team is the doubts around Chase Claypool and him being healthy, him him coming into this training camp. Yes, he's he's had that injury. It sounds like it may have been something with his knee that got him on the pup list. He also had the soft tissue injury. At the end of the day, it's, it, it just comes down to this when it comes to Chase Claypool. He's out to prove the doubters wrong. And while that can bring its own set of issues and concerns that, you know, if he's too focused on proving people wrong and not just playing his game, I love seeing players motivated, especially motivated by doubt when they're looking to prove people wrong. Chase Claypool is coming into the season looking to not only earn a contract and secure his future in the NFL, but also to prove the people around him, the narratives around him aren't wrong. Imagine being a competitor and all you hear about you from a whole offseason and you have no way of proving it until you get on the field is to hear people doubt your work. Just imagine that. Your whole entire livelihood is built around competing in pads for a ball, right? That's your. That's what your livelihood is built around. That's how you're feeding your family. That's how you're making your living. And to hear people doubt that for a whole offseason, and it almost becomes like at some point people are zeroing in on you, whether right or wrong. Hopefully that means that Chase Claypool is going to come out and prove the doubters wrong. That he's going to come out trying to have his best season overall, right? He's set up to have it. Coming into a wide receiver group that is that is drastically improved. Coming into an offensive line and a system that should be better equipped to utilize him better. The doubt around Chase Claypool, yeah, to me it reached levels of being disgusting at some points, but it's all up to him to prove that wrong. It is all up to him to prove what he has and if he's going to shut, shut the doubters up. I hope he does because I think that ultimately – that can't do nothing but be better for the team. And we'll see, man. We'll see. The offense sounds like it's looking good so far in training camp. We've heard very good things about them in offense. Um, Matt Eberflew says this. I thought the operation on offense was good for the first day. Um, so, you know, hearing that, you're not going to hear anything if it was bad anyway. But, again, wanting to hear that. The DJ Moore, Justin Fields, play of the day. That, that's what you want to hear. That's what you want to see, right? See the chemistry. See the see that chemistry build between them. Uh, and to hear that Justin Fields has come in and has a level of poise now, yes, it's training camp. The pads aren't on. He's not being hit yet. But to see that that poise is coming in, it is what it is. Like, we talked about that we want to see Justin Fields grow as a quarterback. And part of that is being more comfortable in the offense. Part of that's also going to be how he calls audibles, how he changes plays. It seems, it, it, you know, hopefully see good. 
seeing that Darnell Mooney, Jack Sanborn are being ramped up after their health concerns. All good signs there. We have some positive signs for the Chicago Bears. Let's hope that it pays off in the season. Now, one of the things that I do want to talk about before we go is Yannick Ngakwe. According to 670 The Scores, Chris uh, M- Emma, he says that Yannick Ngakwe is interested in signing with the Chicago Bears. He is seeking a multi-year deal and is tired of playing for multiple teams, having played for four different teams over the last three seasons. So it sounds like Yannick is interested in coming to the Chicago Bears, but he wants to do so to have some security. And the biggest question is, is Ryan Pose prepared to make that investment on a player that has some motor concerns, right? People have some issues and some concerns with him taking plays off. But the fact of the matter is this, Ngakwe has not had a season, uh, his first seven seasons in the NFL, he's gotten at least eight sacks in each one of those seasons. What do the Chicago Bears need? They need players that can get to the quarterback. Is Yannick Ngakwe going to be that player for the Chicago Bears? That remains to be seen, but let me know down below. Do you guys, would you guys like to see Ngakwe signed by the Chicago Bears during training camp? Maybe a little bit after. Let's see what happens with that. But let me know what you guys think on that down below. But that's my time for today. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform we're on. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Chicago Bears Central at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related and like we like to end every episode on. Shy town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.